Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, what do we got in store today? Much of the same, Chris, much of the same. We're going to have a look at the crypto space, see what's been going on, you know, during the last 24 hours. Uh, we'll obviously have a look at the crypto crash. So I'll go through all of the kind of stuff that we've been talking about in some of the recent videos. We'll get into the live chat, Chris. We'll see how everyone is doing, answer a few questions where we can, and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, have a look at a few charts, see how a few things are performing, and uh, hopefully, you know, a pretty chilled out, relaxing Wednesday afternoon stream. And if any, for all those people who have been able to, you know, have diamond hands during this correction, well done, bravo. Um, and of course, you know, as we get into the stream, if you find it useful, informative, maybe even entertaining at times, do go ahead and hit that like button. We both really do appreciate that. Um, and, you know, Chris, we are absolutely um, smashing it. Oh, well, say we are, you know, the viewers are, they're absolutely smashing it. They've, um, they've got us up to 57, 894 subscribers, something like that. Um, so I want to see if we can maybe push for that subscribe count to hit 58,000 live. That would be pretty epic. So if you're not subscribed and you like what we do here, why not go ahead and subscribe? And uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. We'll be able to uh, see if we can roll in 58,000 subscribers live on there. That would be awesome. Right. Um, with that uh, said, uh, done out of the way, Chris, anything else you would like to add before we jump down to the markets and see what's been going on, uh, you know, recently? Well, another upgrade. I've got a massive screen now. So if you wonder why I just look a bit gobsmacked, it's because I've got a screen the size of my studio. So um, so hopefully I won't uh, miss it if you uh, don't pull people across, Nick. So this is it. Yeah, we we upgraded Chris. He needed a bigger screen. So um, <laughs> often when you see me looking from side to side, it's because I have this monitor that's 49 inches long. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Chris has, has had the upgrade so he can see everything now, which is fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> right, let's jump on down. If I've got everything set up Chrisly, uh, correctly, Chris, we should go to the markets. Let's take a look. Perfect, we have. Right, um, so this is a coin market cap. We have a one7 trillion dollar market cap so we've recovered from the uh you know the huge correction that we've had the dip um you know where it was uh, you know basically down to one trillion so we've we've added a bit more to the market capitalization here for crypto obviously it's still a little bit lower than where we were when we were you know pushing for that two and a half trillion um dollar level now so 1.7 is pretty good it's been a pretty good recovery so far um but obviously we still haven't quite got to those you know those really crucial areas of resistance where things start to really pull back from so uh, as we approach those zones things will start to get heated and we'll have to see how things go whether or not we're going to get a second step to the downside one more lower low before we you know, really start moving on back to the upside. So we are paying attention to how close the market capitalization uh, increases and how close we get to all of those really key levels on uh, things like Bitcoin, you know, VeChain, OneHarmony, uh, Anchor, all of those good coins. So we want to see, you know, if we get to those crucial points and what happens there. Bitcoin's dominance is at 42.6% with Ethereum being 186 um, And we've had trading volume today of $164 billion. And Chris, you'll be unhappy or happy to know depending on how you feel about this let us know 10,069 cryptocurrencies so quite a lot of cryptocurrencies out there now we're in uh, you know well above um you know we're in double digits like 10,000 so uh, with that guys it's important that you do research because there are some cryptocurrencies that were only ever created to part you with your own money your hard-earned cash now you can 
quite easily distinguish what these are just by going to YouTube channels and checking out the comments section because they're going to be <laughs> spammed everywhere. Those are the ones that are definitely to avoid. Um, there'll be a, a few pockets of, of good, of course, um, but you know there will be a portion that you'll want to make sure that you avoid. So it's important that you do your own research. This cannot be substituted by one, two, three, or even five different uh, influencers. The decision to invest in a cryptocurrency is yours and yours alone. Uh, as much as uh, you know, myself and Chris would love to be financial advisors, we simply are not. We uh, we cover these things because we find cryptocurrency incredibly interesting. We're invested in it. We like talking about what we're invested in. And uh, you know, if you guys find that useful, that's uh, that's fantastic. And um, so yeah, ten thousand uh, over ten thousand now. Quite a lot that's of cryptocurrencies. Crazy. Lots in the space to be wary of. And uh, in there, of course, though, guys, there will be some gems as well. So research is absolutely king when it comes to that. Now, if I'm just going to throw this down into our watch list, these are the cryptocurrencies that we're currently invested in. Um, and there's a few, and I think we probably need to actually update this a little bit. I think um, some of this stuff is out of date a little bit, but we'll go through this in, in, like we usually do. Um, Bitcoin has uh, actually had a bit of a pullback. I think it's got as high as close to 80. I want to say 80. We'll have probably have a look at that later. Uh, sorry, 80, uh, 40K. Um, so I want to see if that uh, actually reached 40K and had the pullback. I know it was quite high earlier. Um, so right now, pretty flat um, at 0 0.6. Ethereum's up there at, uh, you know, 4.5. We have Cardano at uh, 10.7. We've got XRP um, at uh, 3.9 and so forth, right? So there's a lot of um, good quality growth here. I mean, you can kind of see how the charts have been mirroring what Bitcoin did, right? So Bitcoin went up, everything else went up, and Bitcoin had a bit of a pullback and everything else kind of had a pullback as well. Um, but things to call out, right? So we obviously have double-digit growth on Cardano. And I say growth, it's just really getting back where we were. Um, Chainlinks had double digits. We've got V chain with double digits uh we've got elrond double digit growth silica double digit growth uh we've got uh, fetch ai at 19 percent singularity at 18 percent. so again two double digits there um, otherwise everything else was below 10 percent in terms of its gains so far um, but again you know most of this stuff is trying to go into that recovery phase and trying to figure out you know where that resistance is um, for us we are paying particular attention to the areas uh, just just below the 618 Fibonacci retracement area and just above the 786. In that little bracket there, um, that spot is where we want to push all the way through, get through the 786 and get a closed candle of at least a daily or a weekly candle uh, above that 786. Now, if we can do that, I will be pretty confident that we will continue to move that particular cryptocurrency to the upside outside of, of course, you know, Elon Musk doing another, uh, you know, sending another tweet out or something like that. Um, so ultimately, we're looking at these key zones on a lot of these cryptocurrencies, seeing if we you know, push up to the 618 and find major resistance. And in the case of Harmony 1, we've actually pushed right into that zone and we have actually found a little bit of resistance right in there just below the 786, um, which is not striking with the best of confidence at the moment. So we've had three wicks up there now, um, but we haven't quite passed through. So for, for, for right now, I think uh, you know, we want to be monitoring the situation, seeing how Bitcoin does. Unfortunately, Bitcoin is probably going to be leading this space. So we need to pay attention to how Bitcoin reacts to everything. And if Bitcoin, you know, does everything that it's supposed to, then, uh, you know, hopefully it will pass and go straight on past like the, uh, 48k once we get past 48k for bitcoin i'll be pretty comfortable that we're we're actually in wave five and we're moving up but i do feel also that wave four has been very short now it was expected to be a sharp short drop but i still feel that we need to be very cautious until we get past those key levels but chris what's your thoughts on all of that 
Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. I expect a, a pullback at some point, but yeah, I think we need to see some some price points get taken out. The 7th of June is a date that, that I've seen being called out quite a lot. So it'd be interesting to see what happens around the 7th of June. Um, yeah, just interesting people sort of time in the different um, dumps as, as people sort of frame it, I guess. Um, so, so that's where a lot of predictions seem to be around the 7th of June that we're going to get a pullback. But, you know, um, I guess history doesn't always repeat itself, right? So um, as much as people sort of uh, use historical data, it, it doesn't always sort of come to fruition. But, you know, the 7th of June would be a date that I keep an eye on uh, myself. But yeah, Nick, um, some great opportunities um, if people wish to take them is is kind of what I see. And it, it's funny when we we had the, the, the we'll call it a dump, um, when we had this, you know, when we were we were buying, um, and obviously there was lots of fear in the market, and lots of people calling out, you know, what are you doing? You're going to be buying, like, you know, you can't buy every dip. And for for me, it was definitely an opportunity. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, Chris, uh, before we kind of get into all the other kind of good stuff, uh, do you want to get into live chat, see how things are going? And then maybe we'll just dive into a few charts or have a look at a few things and, uh, yeah, see how, how the stream progresses. There's no yeah. real plan. <laughs> so we've got my name is Jones. Hi, Jones. Nice. <laughs> Hi, Jones. Uh, evening all. XRP. Uh, lots of people are doing well. Crash, I thought uh, it was a dip to buy. I thought it was a dip to buy. I think this has been a, you know, you could have got Harmony 1 at 6 um, cent, I think, Nick, at the the very bottom. Correct, yeah. Um, it was it was nice and low. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think something similar for VJ, and I think, you know, this, this has been a really, you know, big opportunity if you see it that way. Um, however, lots of people got liquidated, and uh, lots of people have sort of been scared out of the the market right and this is something that we saw in stocks sort of back in in, in the 80s right lots of people sort of fomoed in we saw a huge dump in the the stock market back in i think it was 1984 i could be wrong on on the year but i think it was around that time and you know the the stock market got this stigma attached to it off the back of that where it was like well you know, it's a scam. You're, you know, you you won't make any money, and um, it put a lot of people off. And uh, you know, I'm a little bit fearful that that is something that happened with, with this space. Although, with that said, I do think this space is so small in comparison um, that hopefully we won't have that. But you know, it's market manipulation. You expect that in 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 the markets. We see it with the metal market, um, stock market, and various other markets, right? So, you know, with this market being so small, it's going to have a bigger impact to fill. I don't know if you align to that, Nick. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, without so much money being in here, so you know, so quite a small, small amount of money, it doesn't take a lot to really move that needle uh, and swing it. So unfortunately, uh, you know, if you're used to manipulating markets as a, as a whale or as an institution, it's going to be very, very easy for you to manipulate this particular space because there just isn't as much money here. Um, so, yeah, they're probably going to have a lot of fun, I would have thought. Definitely. But, you know, it's how you how you look at it, right? Um, for, for Nick and myself, if we do happen to get caught out in this market, which I don't think we have been, um, you know, 
we're willing to wait until till the next one obviously we don't want to do that we want to take profit we always say this you know we should be taking profit we were saying this right up till to, to the point where we had this this dump right we were saying take your profit um we were saying well we were actually doing videos weren't we you know price points and all that sort of stuff we we're really sort of getting prepared for for you know taking profit right um for me nothing's really changed i expect us to still take out a lot of the price targets that we've been talking about and because i don't think that they've been unreasonable targets nick so yeah it's going to be an interesting few weeks and, and months ahead i am sure um lots of people uh, asking can we have a look at harmony one nick yeah let's start there because that's not a bad um position so um yeah let's uh let's jump on over to the charts and take a look at what's going on um with harmony one let's see if this one loads and it does cool perfect okay so here we have harmony to the usdt the daily chart and binance is the data source um obviously this is the daily chart so we have it quite zoomed in just to see exactly what's going on with the recent price action um and of course if you are familiar with some of the other videos that we're doing we were taking a look at the weeklies and the monthlies and this is where you can see that kind of bigger picture of what's been going on. Um, so what I'm gonna do is just focus in on the daily for tonight. Um, so what we're gonna do is just take a look at the recent price action here for Harmony 1. Okay, so up here was the peak of what I believe to be wave three. Um, and obviously we have coming right the way down to the bottom here, which would uh, potentially be the end of wave four if we don't go ahead and set another lower low. Now, this particular section here is an area of interest that I've marked out, and uh, I want to pay attention to see if we ever go into this box here. And we also have a trend line that I've drawn on as well, which is quite visible on the um, weekly chart, right? So we have an upper band and a lower band. And we actually had a breakout event just here, okay? And this breakout event from our trend line set up that peak for wave three, uh, then obviously pulling back down. Are we going to bounce from this trend line uh, as our new low, or are we going to slip back into this uh, this area down here? So that's an area that I'm just you know marking out to pay attention to. Don't, does not necessarily mean that we will actually go down that low. Um, in the same way that um, you know this yellow line here at 1.4 cent, I think I scared too many people, Chris, when I was talking about this one. This is just um, as I spoke about on um, the V chain kind of update that we did earlier. This particular line, it basically means if our wave four did drop down to here, it invalidates the Elliott wave theory altogether because wave four cannot touch or cross over wave one. So this is what this yellow line means. It's an absolute bottom area. Uh, and if it were to go down there, there is no fifth wave you know, a theory, if you go and pass this line, bull runs over, right? That's kind of what that was about. Um, so I don't think I articulated that very well during our one update. So I think that scared a few people. There's nothing major to really worry about. I just like to make sure I, I know where these levels are that I need to be cautious on. Um, so right now, we're actually really focusing in on this section just here for Harmony 1. And right now, we can obviously see the, the peak up here. We had the initial kind of pullback to, to this section. Then we rallied up again. Okay, and then we had a pullback and back up, right? So ultimately, this crash here and this actually correlates with what we're we're looking for in exactly in this wave here or this particular section, right? So we have this peak here, and then we have our low point. And what we've done is we've actually drawn on a Fibonacci retracement. I'm just going to delete my yellow box for a second. Make sure you guys can see this. We have drawn on our Fibonacci retracement from our high to our low. And look, what we're looking to do is actually push past our this blue line here, which is our 786. Pushing past this 786 and getting a close above this is the indication that we will be moving on past all of these levels and moving back up, right? Um, but obviously, you know, getting from here 
uh, and, and pushing past this, it's going to be the next crucial level to make sure that we actually do go ahead and do that. Failure to do this, like we've had three wicks here that have basically found major resistance, and I'll quickly mark that up. Um, right here, right? So that area there is our resistance line currently. And that is where we're wicking up to and then having major selling pressure. Okay, so we're forced, it's preventing us from basically pushing through the 786. So there's only so many times you can do this before you know you completely get rejected and then you will actually end up inside this yellow box down here setting a new lower low. Now, I think that, you know, I think potentially we do have to set a lower low if I'm being brutally honest. I feel that actually this one correction that we've had so far isn't quite deep enough. And I know that's going to potentially not sound the most positive, um, but it does feel that almost you're going to have another rejection. Then you set the actual low and then you go off into wave five, which we're going to be going after some new fresh targets. And um, so this Kaya is kind of, you know, confirming my initial kind of fears here in the sense that we might drop down. Uh, it doesn't mean we're going bear market. It just means there's another low to potentially be buying up, ready to go into the next level. Um, but, you know, if we, if I'm wrong here and we do push past this 11.9 cent area and we go up a little bit higher and get that closed candle up there, then actually, you know, I'll be pretty confident to say we've had the bottom here and, you know, at the bottom of this particular correction and, you know, we can put it behind us and we can continue moving forward. So really for now, I'm really paying attention to quite a few things on, the, on all of these charts and, you know, Harmony 1 specifically in this case, we want to know where our true level here is. So, you know, this bottom of 1.4 cent is an interesting level because it will invalidate the Elliott wave theory altogether if that happens there. Um, we also have this area here, which is a void that needed to be filled that has just been left unfilled at the moment. And we have our trend line. So if we were to potentially have a correction uh, a little bit deeper from where we are right now, could we see us coming down to this yellow line, filling our yellow box here, and then actually going ahead and going above some of these areas that we needed to take out and, you know, really going into wave five, right? Um, so... This is a scenario that I'm you know, cautious on. I want to see where we actually are right now. Is that something that we're going to see unfold? Or are we actually just going to go ahead and just make sure that everything lines up nicely and push our way through um, the 786 here for Harmony 1? And again, we can take a look at this even on the hourly chart here. You can find a lot more of the resistance really coming in and you can see what it's battling against. And you can also see that the volumes, how they are, we're having corrections come down. The volumes are decreasing when we're moving the price up. The price is moving, uh, the volumes are moving up with the price, which means the sentiment has changed. It's very much now, it's an okay scenario. It's an okay market to be buying into. The sentiment is there. But we do need to see, you know, ultimately, we need to push past the 786 that's the that's the tell and if we don't get that then potentially that lower low is still on the card so really interesting to see how it all plays out um and again i'm at the moment very confident with bull market for many reasons as i've spoken about on many occasions everything from fear and greed index to bitcoin's dominance and um, the stock to flow model everything right and um for now for harmony one i'm just monitoring this situation this is the first one that's actually kind of got up into this upper area here um where you know we can have our if i just grab my box where we can see exactly what's been going on and where we need to push past um, so for now, we are looking at trying to get into that area just there and really push on through it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, I want to see, you know, what happens next really for, for Harmony 1. But Chris, is there anything else that you feel I've missed on Harmony 1 that, you know, you want to bring up from a fundamental point of view? Well, I've, I, I do agree that we're going to get a, a pullback. Uh, I think, you know, I want to reinforce if we see this, that this is an opportunity to be filling up your your bags or 
you know if, if you're a trader and you understand charting find a, a point to, to potentially you know liquidate part of your, your bag to, to purchase a little bit cheaper i think there's going to be some some opportunities there to to trade not that i'm a trader um or i'm you know suggesting to, to do that but there's definitely going to be an uh, an opportunity in my opinion to to be filling up before we we go back up so yeah for me this is this is uh a really good opportunity and we mentioned on, on one of the previous live streams about our strategy was starting to change because the prices of some of these uh you know projects were we're getting to a point where it's like actually we need to start looking at stuff that hasn't been released yet and sort of look at new projects that are entering the, the space particularly sort of on the the cardano ecosystem for example um we think there's going to be plenty of opportunities there and um, that's just one sort of uh, project cardano that there are many others but you know we were looking at that and then you know we've now got this opportunity right it it allows us to to not increase the number of projects that we're in nick and myself are invested in 29 projects currently um we want to reduce that not increase it in, in an ideal world right so yeah, this allows us to to just continue to to invest and pick up some absolute bargains. So yeah, that's kind of where I stand on 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 that really, Nick, uh, and the market side of things. Um, but you know, just to mention, we do uh, run a Harmony One staking pool. So if you're not delegating already and you wish to support the channel, support the project, um, then you can delegate to to Cheeky One. Um, we've got tutorial videos haven't we nick and uh, we put a medium post out as well sort of how to guide with a video attached as well so you know pretty pretty simple to to do there's also a blitz app which is you know it's a handy easy to use app to to be able to do that and um yeah get some get some juicy rewards absolutely um i think we're averaging okay and we obviously had a couple of blips here and there but otherwise the pool's doing well and uh, we'd love to have you over there for sure yeah for sure um and i've got 99 problems nick <laughs> subscribers um, <laughs> okay. 99 and and we get to, to 58,000, which would be just remarkable so if you're not subscribed already um you know give us a subscribe um keep yourself up to date with everything crypto um yeah help us take out these targets <laughs> i want to get one of those uh verification badges don't we for for youtube just to help with um i guess identifying some of the scammers that keep trying to impersonate us um been working with uh some of the guys from from the community to to really sort of uh reduce the number of uh impersonating accounts that we have in the comments so um i guess on that note you know we will never ask for for you to text us on on a whatsapp number uh we'd never ask for for any money uh, we won't ask um to manage any portfolios or anything like that that's just not our bag right so if anybody reaches out to you it isn't us and um, we will reply to messages but we won't ever um sort of come to you guys right um anything you want to add on that nick no ultimately that's it you know if we can manage to i think we will I think the community doing a fantastic job at just doing that anyway. But uh, you know, as soon as we get to that 100K, we get the verification badge. It's another way that we can try to mitigate against these, uh, these just bots that are constantly spamming 
um, the videos and the streams. So it's important to us that the, the community are aware of how to identify them um, over us. They do impersonate us, they take our image, they take our names. Um, it's very frustrating. Um, it's, I guess it's a part of it, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's significantly reduced and uh, the guys have been doing uh, some fantastic work behind the scenes. Um, we couldn't we couldn't achieve what's been achieved with without the support of the community. So uh, thanks to everybody that's involved in in all of that side of things. It's it's been immense. Um, but with that said, be safe, be careful. Obviously, lots of people don't just watch our channel. Um, so you know they're impersonating every YouTuber it would appear uh, these days. So you've probably seen the ones the ones with all the dots next to each and every letter um, <laughs> and all that sort of jazz. Anyway, right. Sort of getting off subject. Let's get back on track, Nick. Um, right, what else we got here? So um, Simon's uh, sent in a super chat here. Really appreciate that. Harmony retweet AMA. Um, so yes, yeah, Simon, I did see your uh, tweet to, to the Harmony team asking to get them on the show for, for an AMA. Um, we've been reaching out. Uh, we would love to get them on the show. Um, so if everybody does want to retweet that, yeah, fill your boots. That's something that we would really love uh, to to do because um, I think you know we're all over Harmony One and have uh, been invested in it a long time. So for me, it'd be fantastic to get them on the show and and sort of talk about everything Harmony One. That would be uh, an amazing thing to to be able to do. Um, so yeah, support with that one. And then we've got John who's done a sticker here mood i'm hoping that's a positive mood john <laughs> i appreciate that thank you um should we have a look at v chain which is another one that lots of people are talking about nick yeah sure um so there's a few things with v chain let's start with taking a look at evi right so um evi's platform dashboard uh, basically navigate to dashboard uh, dashboard.evi.io and you can sign up there but basically once you get access to this you can basically create dashboards with additional information now they've only got 20 uh, projects on there at the moment um, so vchain is one of them so let's go ahead and just click on vchain here and take a look at what's going on uh, with vchain now here they obviously have embedded the charting software so we could chart it up here but i'm going to use my charts for now that are that have basically got everything already drawn on. Um, but one of the things I did want to call out here was we can have a look at a few things, right? Obviously, we have the generalized fear and greed index, which is all crypto. And this actually comes in at 22, right? So it's a rating of 22. For today, it was a 22. Yesterday, last week was 23. This month or, or last month, it's 27, right? So incredibly fearful. This is the, the, the measure, measure uh, the message that we're getting told, right? That there's loads of fear. But when you take a look at uh, Evi's platform, you can actually then take a look at something like VeChain specifically and how fearful is VeChain? And um, well, actually you can see it's got a rating of C3, which is not as bad as some of the other projects. It's not as good as something like Ada either. So it is right in the middle. It's got some fear, but it's not that fearful. So what we can do is we can drill down into 2021 here. We can see by month just how fearful it was or how greedy it was. And ultimately, even when you come to this particular site, what does it tell you? It says um, extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So when we take a look at this particular graph that's graphed out VeChain's fear and greed index, which again is AI driven and not 
you know, uh, human driven, you can see that actually extreme fear was at the top there and you had the selling coming in, right? So right now we're at the bottom. This is the buying opportunity section. Uh, and then obviously this is going to start to increase over time. So we can see that it's a C3 rating at the moment and we're starting to see an increase on this graph here for VeChain. So fear and greed inject index for VeChain isn't, uh, you know, it's an opportunity. It's not, it's got a bit of fear. It's not the most fearful. Um, so it's in an okay position. And then over this side here, we can see the liquidity. Is there a liquidity issue? Actually, it's a C2 rating. It could be better, but it could also be worse as well. So we get to see exactly what's been going on there. We have the 50-day average, the 30-day average, the um, HUD ratio, the liquidity in there as well. So you can see all that kind of good stuff, along with a sharp rating, you know, moving average. And of course, it's an A1 rating, the highest rating for profitability because you know there is a lot of fud out there where people just get that misunderstanding as to what's actually going on with the chain and um, they say it's not that doesn't do anything it's, it's static it doesn't move with the market yet it's an a1 rating for profitability and the reason that you're not seeing it do that much is you actually came into the market a little bit later than maybe you know me and chris or some other investors so when you look at it from a profitability point of view what's the return on your investment well this graph here shows you if you're investing in this thing uh, you know, early February, you're doing okay for yourself, right? But if you were investing up here at the peak of April, then of course you're not going to be doing as well. Um, so it's important that we have a bit of pros, uh, you know, perspective on what when you invest and what your ex expectations are. Get your expectations in line with the current market and where we think also and where the entire space thinks things are likely to go. And for VeChain, I still am incredibly bullish long term. I still think there's a lot of um, you know gains still to be had in 2021. But also, if you're just going to huddle this thing for another four years, I think this is going to absolutely explode. So for me, VeChain and profitability and an ROI point of view is also fantastic. It's good to be able to get this insight on Evi's dashboard, along with the theory and greed index, the liquidity, the sharp ratios, all this kind of good stuff. And um, but with that said, let's jump over to to the actual charts and load up fee chain uh, that I've actually been charting up already. Um, so from here, we can go into to this section here. So this is VeChain to the USDT daily chart. Binance is the data source. I'm just going to scroll out um, and then just pull this down a little bit so you can see where we are, right? So ultimately, that's the, the peak. And uh, this actually came in on the 17th of April. And we can obviously see we came down to a low down here uh, of 5.1 cent, I think it is. Um, and that kind of were, happened on the 19th of May. I think most people are familiar with that. We can obviously see that we did rally back up again. We've had a slight pullback here and we are moving back to the upside. Now, again, like I did with Harmony 1, I drew a yellow box on here. This yellow box, we want to go all the way through it and close above it. Okay, so if we can get a closed candle just up there, let me grab my uh, brush in this case, just up here. If we can get a closed candle up there, then I'm going to be very happy with VeChain and it will continue to move to the upside. With that being said, if we get rejected from anywhere else down here, then the chances are that we will potentially pull down a little bit lower. Now, I did mark out that 2.3 cent and worried a lot of people again. Not my intention, guys. I was marking out the top of wave one that we cannot, of course, go down lower. If we wave four were to drop down lower than wave one, it invalidates the whole thing. Um, and obviously it is no longer a uh, fifth wave scenario. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. I still feel that we are in, you know, this wave four and then wave five to come. Uh, and ultimately, I feel that if we are going to drop down, we won't drop down significantly lower. And the other thing to bear in mind, guys, when we talk about Elliott waves, there's so many rules to remember here. But ultimately, wave four is approximately 40% of wave three so in theory it shouldn't actually be dropping any lower than it's currently dropped um in terms of v chain here so and that kind of goes along line with most of these things this correction the way it's measured is a sharp correction because 
wave two was a kind of flattish correction. Um, and what that means is a 40% sharp drop. Okay, and that's kind of what we have seen. It's actually been a little bit deeper than 40%. So 40% is the typical, uh, between 30 and 40 is typical. And then something slightly lower than that is where we have ended up. So actually speaking from a technical point of view, we obviously don't want to go any lower than our yellow line down here. And I don't think in theory, we should actually be dropping any lower than where we have dropped. But that being said, this key area up here is going to be the telling point as to whether or not it is likely to fall back down. And that again applies to all of these cryptocurrencies that we're talking about because we're in the same scenario. No matter which what altcoin we look at, they pretty much look exactly the same at the moment. They've come down here and we're looking to get inside our yellow box and go above it. Okay, so right now VeChain's on that journey. You can obviously see that from our relative strength index, it's incredibly low. It has loads of room to grow on this daily chart as well. So right now I'm not overly concerned about VeChain. I would love another buying opportunity. Um, potentially, uh, I would like to get a little bit more vet, but um, you know, even at these prices, it's uh, where it's likely to go in the future. I still feel that you know there's a dollar scenario on the cards here, and I did see some um, some comments in the videos, Chris, as well, all about how potentially because the stock to flow model and the way that it's uh, looking, there's a potential for Bitcoin um, to potentially reach those higher numbers. You know, between that 150. 300k level that's quite a broad target i know but it is up there and what does that mean for the rest of the crypto space well every, all a rising tide all boats rise right um and all boats will go up so how high can v chain go under a scenario like that it may be above a dollar absolutely but i like to try to be a little bit grounded i want to see some of these lower points get hit first readdress the technicals has it got further to go and the other thing when it comes to an elliott wave is number five cannot be longer than number three. So there is a little bit of an expectation as to how high that thing could potentially go. Um, so right now for VeChain and immediately, uh, I am looking to see what happens here when we go into our yellow box and if we can push on through it. And there's gonna be a bit of resistance on that journey to the upside. So we have to see if we are able to push our way through. From this daily perspective, there's plenty of room to grow on that relative strength index, but we are moving the price up and the volumes are not exactly increasing. So lots of volume increasing on the way down, but not so much on the way up. And um, so that sentiment still isn't quite there. And again, that's kind of apparent when you start looking at this fear and greed index, there's still a bit of fear in the market for VeChain. So until that sentiment really changes, it's going to be a bit of a battle to get up here, but we do need that sentiment to change if we really do want to push past the 786 and get that closed candle. And again, the strongest kind of closed candle in this um, example here would be to close up here on the weekly. So that means the Sunday close above this level. So it could be a very interesting weekend. Um, and if we fail to kind of close up there by the weekend, I think we'll continue to trade sideways a bit longer until the market knows which way it's going to go. And again, I think Bitcoin is the one that's going to decide this for us. And um, Bitcoin's uh, test level really comes in at about 48k. There was a bit of a bracket there. But ultimately, you're, you're talking around 48k. That's the real test. And whether or not it holds up at about 48k and it will have a pullback otherwise. So in terms of VeChain right now, I'm really keen to see how this one progresses as it moves up into our yellow box area there. I don't think 2.3 is on the cards, but I like to be aware that there is this lower limit. Um, so it's good to be mindful of worst case scenarios uh, and what potentially could happen. I don't really think a lower low is likely to happen, um, mainly because under the scenario here that I've kind of drawn out an Elliott wave, wave four generally speaking, has kind of bottomed out. It, 
it can go a lower um, and it has been seen to drop down to these lower levels before, but it's incredibly rare. So it's unlikely that that's going to happen. And um, so it'd be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Looking forward to wave five, looking forward to, to moving that up to new all-time highs, which we were enjoying during wave three. And of course, uh, you know, during wave three, it's only so many times you can move up before you have to have a steeper correction anyway. Um, so yeah, VeChain, Chris, there's not much more I can really say unless there's something you want to bring up uh, related to VeChain. Yeah, just, you know, I, I see quite a lot of the, the comments and on the videos. Uh, I do go through pretty much all of them. There was some absolute corkers yesterday, Nick, <laughs> dreams and, and all sorts. And I had to send over the security to yours. Um, <laughs> jokes aside, um, you know, the, the, the VeChain comments, you know, some saying that, you know, it's not really following the rest of the market. I would uh, disagree with that currently. Uh, I don't know what chart you were looking at and when you were looking at it, um, but it looks like it's following very similar trends to, to a lot of the others um, currently. Uh, so, yeah a loss to, to to what you were referring to so if that was you that left that comment and you you know were quite serious about it hit me up on on, on twitter dm me let me know what you you were looking at because uh yeah always interested to to get a different sort of perspective um but for, for me all looks all looks like it's it's sort of on the same course and uh everything that we're seeing like i say i possibly see a retracement um and I think if we're going to get that, you know, it's always interesting when the Friday, uh, the, the, the 28th is a Friday um, with, with obviously some, some of the liquidations that might happen. And then a lot of the institutional money sort of isn't in play on weekends. So yeah. that could see us having a, a red weekend. I tend to see this quite a lot. I don't know if you align to that, Nick. Yeah, weekends are tough. They are tough. Yeah, they go one one way or the other, right? Mm, absolutely. Super. Okay. Um, I guess there's a question here. I don't know if it's a question or, or a statement. Uh, maybe off base, but XRP will go up after the SEC case. I know, not financial uh, financial advice. Um, so yeah, I think it's it, it's likely to to go up potentially before. <laughs> Is actually that the, the case has ended because there, there will be people, you know, that are going to be in the know. I think it'd be interesting watching some of those larger wallets to, to see who's accumulating, right? I don't know if you've got any thoughts on, on the SEC case, Nick. Yeah, I'm not sure it'll go up beforehand, um, but I am aligned to it kind of, you know, really strongly moving up afterwards and it's going to be massive moves it's not going to be small moves um so i do feel that uh yeah xrp is going to be an interesting one i, I it's one of my biggest bags um it, it by value it really just flicks around between quite a few different ones there v chain harmony <laughs> xrp um they tend to be always kind of hovering around and switching and changing positions but for, for xrp um I do feel that it's going to have a really good time after the SEC law case uh, or lawsuit has been kind of settled or you know, won. It doesn't really matter what happens, win, lose, draw. It, it's kind of irrelevant. Um, the scenario is it's going to move up regardless once it's kind of put to bed. Um, so ultimately, there's some interesting targets depending on the outcome. So you could see um, XRP moving up quite swiftly to, to the kind of like uh, $10 range pretty quickly from there. And then there are some scenarios uh, like true blue sky under the best circumstances 
um, you could potentially see XRP moving up towards that kind of 60, uh, $67 range. Um, but those are true extremes, right? You kind of have um, two ends of the spectrum there. Like you have the scenario where, you know, the standard kind of move is around that kind of uh, between seven, uh, $7 and $10 range um, at the lower end. And then obviously you have the more extreme um, completely bullish sentiment and everything aligns perfectly. Every planet is in alignment, Chris, and it just shoots up to $67 as it goes to the moon. Um, but, you know, that's a very, very rare and unlikely scenario if we're being brutally honest. Um, but it is still possible. Everything is possible. So it's important that we understand um, where you know, your expectations are. Are they thinking it's going to be some really, really high number and actually, there's a lot of lower numbers that are more likely to happen. There's probability of them is more likely, right? Um, so I th either way, you know, whatever happens with the SEC, uh, XRP is going to do well. I feel it's going to be somewhere between, of course, <laughs> with those numbers, right, which is quite a broad spectrum. It's going to be somewhere between $7 and $67. That doesn't help you guys out massively. Um, but once we start actually moving up in, um, in, in value with XRP, we're going to be able to actually start doing some technical analysis to kind of give us an idea as to where things might end up, where those resistance lines are likely to be, where the pullbacks will likely come in. And obviously, then that will help, um, you know, drive things a little bit further forward. So yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting to watch um, how XRP performs after after the law case kind of comes to an end, Chris. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Win or lose, I kind of feel like it's it's going one way. Uh, and that is up um, and we've kind of always had that sentiment uh, on the show you know right from you know the beginning of the show like our thoughts have not changed um, we bought somewhere down near the bottom uh, after the, the the lawsuit was announced uh, whilst everybody was selling we were we were buying I'm looking at my portfolio now Nick I mean XRP's fourth on on my uh, list currently uh, of biggest investments so yeah it's um it's interesting <laughs> definitely is anchors yeah. anchors catching <laughs> anchor is catching anchor's anchor been catching. doing an interesting we should probably have a look at the anchor chart chris because um mm. yeah as you say anchor has been relatively you know well performing and they have some interesting strategies which actually came out um you know above um XRP for me, Chris, is back in the first spot, would you believe? Um, wow. So, yeah, for, so basically, let's take a look at Anchor. Let's get into it. Let's take a look. Okay, cool. Here we have Anchor to the USDT daily chart. Binance is a data source. Now, obviously, the correction from a degree percentage point of view hasn't been as severe as many of the others. And there's quite a few reasons for this. And I feel it's a little bit to do with their strategy and how they've um, kind of positioned themselves. They were marketing an ETH node. Um, that was actually available um, to anybody who wanted to stake 24,000 Anchor. So you could stake 24,000 Anchor, um, get it locked up, and uh, basically run an Ethereum node and take a share in the Ethereum rewards that were generated from that node. So as a result of that, a lot of Anchor was actually then kind of locked up. And you saw something similar with Cardano. Um, only difference with Cardano is it's actually easier to move it after staking it. You can kind of freely move your ADA around. With Anchor, you actually get locked into a longer time period. So 
just before this uh, kind of correction really kicked off and went in, Anchor kind of launched that campaign for that ETH node. And I felt that that actually then meant that um, a lot of Anchor was actually then put into long-term lockups uh, for staking purposes. Um, so as a result, there wasn't actually a huge amount up for sale, <laughs> which actually kind of protected its price a little bit, which was an interesting kind of move to see how it kind of unfolded. And here you can kind of see how stable it was. And then obviously it had that correction. Obviously it was still quite steep. It's still obvious. You can still see it. But it obviously it kind of protected itself a little bit and I feel that was pretty much down to running that ETH node. Um, so what we can see here is actually the need to only put the Fibonacci uh, retracement tool on at a different level. Um, so we can actually take this um, from our higher level here. I might have to just delete my yellow box here on me a second. Um, where are we? Here. So what I can do is actually readdress um, our little box here. So I can take this um, from our, uh, to our low level from our high level here I'm going to actually take it from, from this one. Um, and then we can see where we are actually looking to go, right? Um, I'll explain my other, other boxes in a moment. Um, so from here, we can see that we have got the 618 area. We have, um, actually, I need to address that. It probably needs to be there. Sorry, guys. Let me just get it onto the right one. There we go. So we have the 618, we have the 702, and we have the 786, right? So right here is the area that we want to be paying attention to. Let me just grab my rectangular box. Um, just below the 618, just above the 786, this area here is where we want to get into, okay? And not only just get into it, but we also want to go through it, right? So this is the area that we're going to be paying attention to as we start to move the price of Anchor back up again. And, and again, what we're looking for is to push through and get that closed candle above that, and that's going to be that key signal that moves things further forward. Now, I have marked on several different things on this journey, and in fact, I even put Wave 4 a little bit lower here on the chart. Um, and that was just because there was a good key area down here that actually there could be a potential low area for Anchor to hit. It doesn't mean that it's going to, but there was this empty area that needed to be filled. And that's what that yellow box is kind of representing. It means there's a good support here about 6.6 cent. And there's also another support line at 4.1. It doesn't mean that we're going to go down to those levels, um, but it's good to know that there are a couple of areas there. And also our yellow box here was a void that needed to potentially be filled as there was no actual trading activity inside that area. Instead, we just had a wick, uh, a candle just grow all the way through it, leaving this void behind. So it's always good to know where those kind of gaps are that you might want to go back to and fill back in um, as you continue your journey to the upside. Now, if we just zoom back in here, uh, we can see that obviously we have come down to about 7 cent here and we have now risen the price back up to 10.9. Um, and again, we're finding this resistance line here at the 50% retracement zone at about 11.6. That seems to be the area where we're really struggling to come up against um, you know, some selling pressure. Now, if we go ahead and look at this on the hourly, you can see actually the volumes are a little bit sporadic though, all over the place. There's definitely sentiment that's um, buying and selling. Um, so the sentiment there is still quite fearful and probably in the same way that VeChain is, it's got a little bit of fear and a little bit of um, sentiment changing there to, to be more positive. But of course, you know, that relative strength index line has been kind of darting around from those low areas back to the high areas, back down to the low areas and so forth. Now, what's really interesting here is when we start taking a look at that relative strength index and how that space here actually gets utilized. So from this low area to this high area here, we used this much of the relative strength index. Then we went down to a low area here where we were oversold again, but we didn't actually go as low. So we utilized this space very well with goodish volume coming in, as in the volumes were actually decreasing as we were decreasing the price. That protected the price the best it could. We then rose up a little bit higher here 
Um, and again, the volumes were actually decreasing again. So we didn't rally the price very high. And right now we are about midway through that relative strength index, which means there's lots of potential to go to the upside, but there's also plenty of potential to go back to the downside. So we have to be mindful of how this relative strength index is going to be playing on whatever volume decides to come in. So whilst that sentiment is quite undecided, if uh, the sentiment is still very fearful and that's the, then that's the sentiment out there, then more than likely we'll drop back down a little bit. But what we are looking for is a bit of a trend line. And I'll draw this on um, so we can see if this actually plays out. And that trend line will be this. Will we drop lower than this level? And is actually, is there an upward trend forming here on a lower time scale? So right now, when it comes to Anchor, things are looking okay. It seems to have held up better than some other altcoins in the space. Um, and ultimately, we are looking to move up into this yellow box area here and get above the 14.3 cent area. And if we can close above 14.3, um, we should be in a pretty good position to continue moving back to the upside. Um, if we do not, um, you know, close above 14.3, uh, then there is a likelihood that we'll end up probably pulling back a little bit further. Um, and we'll obviously pay attention to whether or not it's going to be a lower low or a, uh, or potentially just actually following our trend trend line to the upside so really interesting to see how anchor plays out um, i do feel that what they've been doing with ethereum nodes has probably helped protect them a little bit um and um, so this actual ray four could be could be as as high as that rather than actually going any lower so we'll have to see how it all plays out um going forward for anchor but chris anything you want to add for for anchor yeah this is one that's probably not following the market and i think you've explained it really well um unlike v chain which is following the rest of the market um so so yeah for me uh anchor is going to do phenomenal phenomenally well uh this bull run i think the stuff that they're doing is remarkable again um they were like the number one um validator for, for binance at one point um they might even still be um, you know, just a, a fantastic project with great tech and a great team. So, you know, I expect big things from, from Anchor and we called this out at sub one cent. So yeah, doing phenomenally well, expect it to continue. And Nick, we've had a, a super chat here. Um, we really appreciate that. Uh, HBAR thoughts on uh, the way that it's been performing. Should we have a look at how HBAR has been sort of getting on? Yeah, we can do. Let's jump on again. Down. Another one we we really do like. Uh, we caught up with Christian, so check out our interview with Christian if you haven't seen it on the channel. Yeah, um, fantastic interview. Uh, really did go into a lot of detail with uh, with Hadira Hashgraph and HBAR. So yeah, if you're if you're into that, check it out. It's um, it's quite insightful. I liked it. Mm. Uh, right, I'm just going to clean this up. I should always just use the delete button. It's so much easier. Um, right, so. <laughs> Here we can actually see it's actually performed okay, um, considering everything. Now, obviously, it, like many of these altcoins, um, they did have a pretty decent wave um, to the upside there, and we can kind of see what's been going on. You can see how flat this um, this correction was, right, to the downside over here, um, in comparison to the sharper correction that we can see in, see in today, um, or this week, right? So for Hedera here, we can obviously see um, wave one was very sharp. Um, yeah, wave one, wave two, wave three, going into wave four here. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, in terms of uh, Hedera here is seeing 
how this is currently performing and what's likely to happen. Now, it actually looks pretty good and pretty steady kind of flow. And um, it's actually not too bad at all shaping up. So it definitely doesn't seem to be adhering to the rest of the market. Um, but what we're gonna do is throw that Fibonacci on to start with. So we obviously see the high point up here and we can see that low point there. And again, I'm just gonna mark on with our box the area that we're looking for. Um, so we are gonna be looking for just above the 786 and just below our um our 618 okay so this is the area that we're we're kind of wanting to go all the way through and close above it like we are with many of these altcoins now we do have that 50 moving average the 100 moving average the 200 moving average uh, and we also have the 20 ema now i only put this 20 ema on because loads of youtubers were talking about it um, and how you know that weekly close below the the 20 ema was going to be disastrous right um so that's why i've included it i don't tend to really pay too much attention to it at the moment though um, specifically on the, the dailies, it's kind of irrelevant to really look at it too much on the daily side of things. But um, the weeklies and the monthlies, yeah, absolutely you want to be paying attention to that. Um, right now we are finding upper resistance here just on top of uh, the 100 moving average. So we're looking to push through there, but also that 50% retracement zone. So right now we can see the volumes are still decreasing, even though we're pushing the price up. So the sentiment is obviously quite fearful. You can quite see that not only with that fear and greed index that we often talk about here from a general point of view, um, Hadira Hashgraph is not one that I can look up um, on here yet. Uh, I do not believe, let me just check it. I'm pretty certain that it's not on the list here yet, no. So um, for Hadira Hashgraph, um, you know, we are left with just that generic kind of fear and greed index is all we know about right now. Um, so yeah, right now it could be that that sentiment is quite clear that there's some fear in the space, you know, volumes um, decreasing whilst price is moving up, which means there's more people uh, or less people uh, buying and more people selling because the volume goes up when the price goes down. Um, so right now that sentiment is pretty much aligned with the fear uh, in the market. Um, obviously we want to flip that around because we're not utilizing the relative strength index to our advantage under that scenario. Um, so as we move up into this yellow box here, um, ultimately we do want to, to make sure that uh, ultimately that sentiment has changed. We need to push through this box, not find more resistance whilst that sentiment is still quite fearful because that will only lead to the price falling down. Um, so right now we obviously have some interesting areas in terms of the 200 moving average actually potentially being our support line here with how low that wick went. So as time progresses for Hadira Hashgraph, we want to be paying attention to not only this yellow box here, but also our 200 moving average to see how that plays out. And if we drop it down into our hourly view, again, you're going to end up with a scenario where we can see more of the detail, right? We can see actually we're finally above all of those uh, moving averages on the hourly view, but not on the daily yet. Um, so we obviously may pay attention to how that kind of looks, but we have got the cross going here with the 50 moving uh, average across the 200 moving average. We also have that cross here as well with the 20 EMA. And um, so we're gonna be paying attention to see how that kind of progresses and moves on. Uh, and there is a bit of a trend here forming with this upward line, right? So we can start seeing that move to the upside. And um, so we'll have to see if that continues. If it does, then I think Kadira should be in a relatively good place to um, to kind of move on from you know where it has been recently. But looking at it from a, a bigger scale, actually, it seems to have actually held up quite well. Considering how flat um, you know this correction over here was, 
Um, this correction was quite flat. This was expected to be sharper, but for the Hedera hash graph, it's not as sharp as we have seen with things like Harmony One or with VeChain. Um, so it's actually held up a little bit better in that regard than, um, than, than some of its uh, competitors in the space. So yeah, it's really interesting to see it in this, in this light, Chris. I think it's going to do well. Um, do like Hedera Hashgraph. I know it splits opinions um, with you know, the governing council, centralized and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they are doing some pretty interesting things. And I do really like it, Chris, I have to say. Yeah, same here. It's a great project. And again, it's, you know, it, it's got a solid team as well. I think, you know, if you haven't seen the interview, do give it a watch. It's uh, really informative. And uh, hopefully we, uh, we, we'll get Christian back on the show in a few months time. And, you know, if he's open to that, I'm sure he will be um, to, to see how things have sort of progressed since the, the last interview. Um, yeah, a project that we've been invested in for, for an awful long time. And um, yeah, just a, a great all round team. To, to be quite honest and a great project so yeah love Hadira um, okay and then we've got another super chat here from Lee Silo any plans to do an interview with somebody from the project in the future so yeah really open to to, to doing that with all the projects that we're invested in and um, I guess there's lots going on isn't there Nick so um, really excited we're going to be having a, an upgrade on on the website and stuff like that so um, for those of you that, that aren't aware, uh, I will be going full time into crypto, uh, cheeky crypto that is. So yeah, I've got lots of projects lined up in, in the background. Um, super excited about some of the, the stuff that we're going to be working on. Hopefully it's going to be really useful for, you know, for people, um, particularly with website, the app, um, We've got uh, an interview with World Mobile as well coming up. There's just so much going on in the background, guys. Um, some really exciting stuff. I don't want to spill the beans too much, Nick. Yeah, you're giving uh, too much away, of... Chris. You're giving too much away. I know. <laughs> it's going to be remarkable. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, with the website and stuff, it's going to be a few weeks. But uh, when we get it all kind of polished up and sorted, uh, there's going to be some fantastic functionality that hopefully you guys will find um, really useful and helpful. So, yeah, can't wait to launch that. And uh, as Chris just kind of dropped there, it will also be a mobile app as well, um, both for iOS and for Android. That will also have the same functionality from the website um, just on your phones. Um, so watch that space. I'm not going to give away what the features are, but we're excited about them. I think they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be huge, Nick. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be remarkable. Um, Again, it's, you know, it's down to you guys supporting the channel and, and, and that side of things. So, yeah, hopefully uh, you guys will find all this functionality very, very useful. I'm buzzing about it. Anyway, right, let's uh, get back on track, Nick. Um, so Silo, yes, uh, would love to, to do an interview with them. Um, I guess the point that I'm making is there's quite a few things going on in the background. So just bear with us. Um, we, we will do that. We've we started doing medium posts. Um we're, we're sort of going everywhere, aren't we, Nick? We're going a bit viral, but like on different platforms and stuff. There's just so much going on. Obviously, I, we're, I think we're, we're, we're going viral without without the viewers. <laughs> without the viewers, yeah, that's exactly uh, how to describe it, Nick. But we will get the viewers. What is it they say? You build it, they will come, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but yeah, so much going on. Um, but yeah, we expect to, to, to sort of get as many of these interviews uh, over the line as, as possible, obviously. You know, it, it needs um, people from the project to, to want to 
to, to give up their time to, to come on the, the the show as well. You know, I've reached out to a couple of projects and they have no interest in, in coming on, on the show or any other show for, 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 for that matter. But, um, you know, so if they, they're, they're up for it, we're up for it, we'll get it done. Um, you know, we're still reaching out to the likes of Harmony because we'd love to get those guys on the on the show to talk about their project. V Chain's another one. Uh, we might even get you know continue pressing to see if we can get Crypto.com on on the show as well. Talk about their platform, all that sort of stuff. It'd be be wonderful if we can get some of these over the line um, and very informative for for you guys, right? Um, so yeah, brilliant question. Really appreciate that super chat. And the next one that we've got here, uh, Ranjit. Really appreciate that. Uh, Cody price prediction this run. What do you think, Nick? Um, yeah, so I've kind of got this thing put out and it's going to be quite low, guys. And I'm going to be honest. I say low. I mean, it's actually not bad considering its current price or where it is coming from, right? Um, but ultimately, I kind of have this one pushed out to about $2.22. Um, and it could, of course, extend beyond that depending on some things that are outside the technical data. So that's what the technicals are showing me. Um, basically, they're suggesting that we could potentially see something as high as $2.22. But with that being said, there's also the possibility that it could go higher. And that just is outside of, um, you know, what the technicals currently know. And that is those fundamental things that are happening in the real world. So depending on, you know, how things go with Cardano, Ada Pay, everything over in Africa, um, that could be different catalysts for different, uh, you know, surges in price for Coty. Um, so right now it's suggesting about $2.22. Um, but of course it could be higher depending on what happens, right, Chris? I mean, I'm not sure if you have any other kind of thoughts on where you think, um, think Coty could go. I think it's going to do really well. I think, you know, a lot of the, the stuff depends on what, what happens off the back of Africa for, for me and what i mean by that is i i kind of see the the stuff that cardano uh are doing and and Cody, you know are, are part of that that it's just the start of of more adoption and yeah it's going to be interesting I'd, it just depends on how how quickly they they start to see this this adoption right and you know are there going to be more more delays and um I think with anything like this, it's going to be worth that wait. Um, but to say this run, yeah, I'm aligned to, to to your thoughts, Nick. But it really does depend on on that adoption, and timing's always the hardest thing to get right to gauge. It is. And Chris, seventy five, seventy five is the number. Seventy five subscribers, and we hit. 58,000 subscribers. Guys, if you're enjoying the stream and you're not yet subscribed, then do go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You'll be kept up to date with everything we do here from new cryptocurrencies, hidden gems, technical analysis, and news. It is free. You'll stay well informed. So why not be a part of the cheeky crypto community? We'd love to have you here. Definitely would. Um, yeah, it's going to be remarkable. Like, yeah, almost getting close. We're close to that 60,000, aren't we? We're getting there. We're getting, getting there slowly, getting there. slowly. <laughs> um, it isn't really slowly though, is it? <laughs> but no, we're no. The guys, um, um, you know, you guys have actually been smashing it, literally smashing up the subscribe button and the like button. We really appreciate it. We've, um, you've meet, you've meet, met our expectations and blown them well out of the water. <laughs> um, yeah, really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, super. Um, and 
uh, a super chat here. Guys like ONT. What are your thoughts, Nick? Um, ONT, remind me, Chris. It's skipping my I was memory. hoping you would remind me. <laughs> <laughs> There's would. so many. Um, this is ringing a bell. I'm just kind of trying to... Th- oh, ontology. Um, yeah, I, I haven't... I know I said I would do more research onto it, and I just haven't actually had the time to do it, uh, which is unfortunate. But um, basically, if I get my thinking cap on there... What are they all about? Digital identity um, and data, I believe. They're a, a layer two scalability, maybe? I'm trying to remember. Uh, to be honest with you, Chris, I, it's really skipping my, my memory now at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've got this one jotted down, haven't we, to, to look at. So, yeah, we'll we do a video on this one, talk through what it is and, and all that sort of stuff and, and cover that off for you for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we need to do. It's been, as Chris said, it's something I'm sure that I was meant to take a look at already and just haven't had the time to do um but if i do i've I've actually been able to google it now so uh, ontology is a high performance open source blockchain specializing in digital identity and data um so it's unique uh, infrastructure supports robust cross-chain collaboration um and layer two scalability offering businesses the flexibility to design a blockchain that suits their needs so yeah it definitely seems like it's something that we'd have use case right now I'm not sure how it's been performing. Actually, it's been, yeah, it's not been performing the best recently, has it? Mm. Um, Supply is good. So, you know, it has a maximum supply of a billion, um, of which 86% is already out there. Market capitalization is relatively low at a billion dollars. So interesting stuff. And it has had a pretty steep correction right now. Um, I think a lot of, uh, I guess, focus has been put onto Matic uh, and things like that. Whether this has some kind of similar use cases where it's able to to assist with that. Um, I assume, is it running its own? It might be running its own chain as well. So I'd have to look into it deeper to figure out exactly what's going on there with this particular project. But, you know, looking at it, it seems to make a lot of sense, but we'll see it's just top level at this point. Yeah, it was interesting. I've been watching a bit of YouTube today and uh, obviously on my lunch break and my breaks and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, for the first time i saw somebody talking about adoption an actual real world use case which was uh was interesting to to see as one of the first times i've really sort of see seen somebody sort of really sort of break down a, a project in in that way and um yeah it was really good to to kind of see and completely agree with you know getting the adoption because we've mentioned some of these uh sectors within the crypto space are becoming very crowded right um but yeah I, I still think you've got to look at the tech as well and team i think uh adoption is one thing but you have to have all of that you could have the best salesperson in the world but if they're selling you you know something that actually can't cut the mustard then uh you know where are you going to be at um you know i i look at cardano because they've got that they've got that great salesperson but they've also got the tech and everything built behind them so i think they're going to do remarkably well whereas others have got the tech and and everything behind them that they've got a great team they've got a great community and and all that sort of stuff but they're not getting the adoption because the marketing isn't quite there um so it's interesting it's interesting to to see how all that that stuff plays out um so yeah again to, to your point nick it's i guess how how are they planning on getting that adoption i think that's a a crucial question isn't it absolutely yeah um 
Okay, so uh, cheeky coins, uh, just no use case uh, currently. So yeah, um, still working on that, aren't we, Nick? We've got the coins. We've got the coinage. Yeah, we've got the coins. Um, just need to figure out what to do with them. Like, we have ideas, but there's also the time to then try to get something built. Uh, so many great ideas of what to do with the coins. A part of it, me, just feels like should we just have it as a store of value? Um, just get them distributed and then, you know, everyone can look after themselves. Um, and the part of me feels that we should actually have something, you know, something good to do with the coins. So, uh, yeah, I need to figure it out, Chris. We need to figure it out. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll come up with something, I, I guess, maybe not unique, but unique to a point where it's not, you know, because to be honest, we could just set up a, a um, NFT platform and, you know, have the token use case for for that. But it just, just kind of feels like you're just doing it and others are doing the same thing. Like, I think it's got to have a good use case. So, um, but let us know if you guys have got any ideas, let us know. Um, yeah, be interesting. Uh, membership, channel, governance, content uh, decisions. Yeah, it's all, all great ideas. Yeah. Um, keep keep them coming. Yeah, DM us uh, on, on Twitter. So um, I'm going to have much more time on my hands um, after probably the first couple of months because <laughs> like, our inbox is just full. It's it's. It's yeah. something else, isn't it, Nick? It frustrates I, me. I like to have a clean inbox, and uh, I just next, can't, next I can't look OCD. at it. I just can't look at that particular inbox anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can cope with it. Like I'll get it sorted. Don't you worry. Um, okay, what else have we got here? Um, can uh, saw some news about uh, Anifa. Yeah, we've actually looked Check at out. this one before, Chris, and I really did like it. Um, the problem is, I say it's a problem. It's not really a problem. Let's just bring it up on, on the screen here for a second. Um, make sure I hit the right button. Should be this one. There we go, right? So I think this is pronounced uh, Anatha, Anatha, or Anatha. something like that. Um, but basically, yeah, we we did a whole review on this uh, on one of the very early live streams, Chris. A really interesting mm. project. It's all about um, being designed for humans, and it's all about inclusion and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, actually... I really like the concept of it. I'm just not sure about the execution. Um, but the idea, the concept, I think it's fantastic. The website itself, right? Obviously, you have this fantastic entry video here. Um, really do like that. And obviously, you can go watch a film a little bit about what they're doing. And I do recommend checking that out. Um, and obviously, you scroll through. It seems quite quite basic in its, in its elements of the website. And it's not overly glamorous. But... All the information is there, which is quite vital. Um, but also when you start getting down towards the team, you get LinkedIn profiles. So all of that kind of stuff is visible. There's quite a lot of transparency there. And um, you can go through the advisory board and things like that. Um, and again, you know, you have uh, various different things here that you can get into and do more research on. You even have the white paper as well. Um, and again, if we click into the white paper um, from memory, because I haven't been here for a while. Let me just check. Yeah, you go into basically all of the details of what's going on with the project and go into the overview uh, of it as well. And you can go through and there's quite a lot of information here. 
um, that's worth kind of paying attention to and trying to, you know, digest it all. Everything from, you know, the overview into the economy and the tokenomics of it, the governance, uh, technical specifications, how it all works. And there's a lot of information, right? So when we talk about a white paper, <laughs> this is the white paper, okay? Um, and it goes into a lot of detail. And a lot of, pe of these other major projects will have decent quality white papers that you can actually get into, not a five-pager or a six-page document. Um, so there's a good tell there of how much detail people are willing to put into a project. And of course, you go into the team as well, and they go into all the histories of LinkedIn profile. So from from a project, when we actually first looked at this thing, it was it was it was good. It needed a little bit more time to really dig into uh, into that white paper. And admittedly, I haven't done that. Um, but I do like this project. I think uh, everything that they are doing is quite meaningful. Um, it has real world um not only adoption, I guess, not, not necessarily I have adoption as such, but they are changing the real world or striving to change the real world. And that, that's, that kind of stuff matters, right? And um, you see it with Cardano um, in their change in the world, trying to make things better. Um, and that's what you need, um, in my opinion, in the world. So um, this is, yeah, I like this project, Chris. I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a long time ago that we looked at this one. So yeah, like... I'm rattling my brain, Nick, to, to be honest, because we've looked at so many over that period of time. So, yeah, not one that I can really comment on currently, to, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth everyone kind of, you know, heading over to their website and uh, taking a look at it because, you know, they are they're interesting. It's worth it's worth it's worth a read um, for sure. I just reading one of the comments here, Nick, uh, cheeky coins to buy Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, you know, yeah. if we hit 100,000 subscribers, guys, I have to wear a Hawaiian shirt. And I'm going to get it custom made with my face on it. There you go. And of course, for the insider joke for anyone who's new is I like to wear gray shirts. They're exactly the same. I have multiple of the same. It just makes my decision making all that much easier. Um, to throw some color into the mix, you're just going to fry my brain, guys. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, and then uh, another super chat here. Check out their masterclass. We'll have to do that. Mm. That's for sure. Oh, I'm going to add it to the list um, over the bank holiday weekend. If I get some time, I'm going to dig into it. Perfect. Okay. Um, what else we got here? Um, well, Chris, can we, so what have we got? What have we got? Can we have a look at Chili's? And then uh, we'll make that the last one, if that's all right. Yeah, let's take a look at USDT. Let me bring everyone across. Right, okay, so Chili's to the USDT. This is uh, the weekly chart to start with, and Binance is the data source. Now I'm just going to delete everything off the chart. So you can see literally the parabolic move that Chili's had. Um, and again, you know, we can look at this and, and see the correction and where that's come. Uh, and normally, you know, we're talking about a pretty decent percentage drop here from the peak. Um, but again, from this low point down here through to that high point, this is quite a, you know, it looks significant right now on the on the daily, right? But actually from where it was to where it has been and where it's correcting to, that's actually not too bad. That's pretty in line um, with, uh, with a lot of expectations on such a parabolic move like this to have a correction like that before going on and doing a similar move to this one here, right? So what we'd be looking for would be um, a longer uh, kind of upward trend rather than a short trend like this. But of course, you'd have a kind of peak 
parabolic moment at the end. At least that's my opinion. Otherwise, you'd have a really long, dragged out um, correction here, which we aren't seeing yet. And um, so let's go ahead and pull this down into our um, our daily view. And again, here you can see that actually, like many of these others, even though it looks really bad from certain perspectives, right now that's not too bad considering where it was and where it's actually falling down to. It's finding good support on the 200 moving average there. Um, the 100 and the 50 are slightly above, with that 20 EMA just being above there as well, getting a bit of a cross on the 100 moving average. So for Chili's here, we can see some pretty interesting drops. Um, and what we're going to do is uh, do the same scenario. Let's find out where things are likely to go to, right? So obviously we have this one here and going up. So this is gonna be our top level and then we're gonna go ahead and, um, I wonder if that's actually gonna be a fail there. Let's just check that quickly. Um, so we're gonna grab hold of this one and we're gonna go put it here to start with. So here we actually went up to the 50% retracement line and then had the pullback setting another low, which would be down here. Um, now that what's interesting about that is in theory, that should potentially move down here um, where it had that next kind of green candle and then a failure to the downside. And um, now in that scenario, we are right in that area, right? So if I go ahead and throw on this yellow box, oh, if I actually click on the close button there, we can see that we've gone past our yellow box with chilies here, right? Um, but obviously we need to close above it. So if this candle does continue to push up and close above here, there's a good chance that it will then continue that run to the upside, completely reversing what you're seeing down here with, um, well, not reversing, but continuing this trend, right? We were oversold and we're moving up on this daily chart. But the problem that we have is if we start taking a look at our hourly, we're already overbought. So there's a higher chance that actually we're not gonna get that close that we need and we are gonna fall back down. And um, obviously we can see that sentiment it's actually seems to be pretty good here in terms of uh, chilies with good buying pressure coming in as we move the price up. Um, so again, um, that's actually a good sign that we are seeing that, but how high can we push this overbought area on our hourly chart? So we can check that by zooming out and finding actually how many times have we actually been up here for a significant amount of time, not that much at all. So there's a, a couple of peaks here going at about 80. Um, otherwise we're looking at being about 75. Um, so if our current position here is uh, currently set at 72, there isn't a lot more room in the tank to continue growing the price. So that could be a concern on the short term. But with that being said, we could also just have a temporary pullback that finds support at about here and then tomorrow we go ahead and we get that close that we need. So this one's going to be an interesting one to kind of watch for, see how the correction comes in the next few hours and see if we can go ahead and actually get that, you know, daily closed candle or a weekly closed candle outside of this yellow box here. And that would be a tell that we'll be looking to move this price back up again if I just pull this back to our daily view here. Um, so that looks like we'll go and push that a little bit further up. Now, of course, that's going from this point here. If I go ahead and put it up here, that actually means that we are not in the yellow box yet. So first of all, we wanted to see what happens immediately at this point. Are we likely to get that closed above that yellow box? If we are, then great. We can actually start looking at this slightly differently and starting to see what happens next as we start to reach these additional resistance points up here. So as we start to approach, um, you know, 38.6 uh, cent or 41.6, or uh, even up here at 44.6. Those are the three key areas that we'll be watching for once we move through this current yellow box if we get that close. So right now I'm gonna leave this here and see how that kind of performs for chilies. 
Um, if we can get that close, I think it's going to be a pretty good position to move right back up into these higher areas here. We'll, we'll find resistance. And if everything goes well in terms of having co good, decent corrections on our relative strength index and volumes, we could potentially move on through all of those as well. So yeah, one to watch out for for Chili's. And again, we have to be mindful of what Bitcoin might do as well as I think uh, whatever it decides to do um, during its journey into its yellow box will ultimately determine what happens to many of these altcoins. Uh, we haven't seen the decoupling that needs to happen yet in the space. So we obviously have to be mindful that uh, Bitcoin could also drag the market down with it once again. But Chris, what's your thoughts on, you know, Chili's and Bitcoin in that scenario? Yeah, I've, I think, you know, it's it's the same old, you know, with, with the other projects, Nick. Kind of expect a bit of a retracement myself. And um yeah, go on to to higher highs. I kind of feel like that's that's kind of what's going to happen here. This is one that I, I will be um, investing heavily in um, in a bear market. I think this one's going to do remarkably well long term. So yeah, going to be all over this one. Fantastic. Um, and guys, that does bring the stream to an end this evening. If you have enjoyed tonight's stream, found it useful, informative, maybe even entertaining at times, do hit that like button for us. We both really do appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with those new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis, then why not become a subscriber? By subscribing, you'll be kept up to date with absolutely everything that we do here. It is free. You'll stay well informed and you'll be helping us with those huge milestones and those huge targets of going up towards 100k um, subscribers and getting that check mark to help fight against those scammers in the comments. So really do appreciate all of your support guys in the likes, the comments, and of course, subscriptions. Um, really do appreciate. With all that said, done and out of the way, we hope you have a fantastic day, guys, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.